Welcome to the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Groups Thursday Night Alcoholics and God Speaker Step Series. We're going to have Dana come up here and tell our joke. Hello, everybody. I'm Dana, and I'm your alcoholic comedian this evening. Hi, Dana. So, what's the last thing a drunk says before he's hospitalized? What is it? Watch this. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm a recovered alcoholic, and my name is James. Thank you for joining us tonight. In a minute, we're going to start our two-minute meditation, so please take a moment to get situated. Please turn off all devices that may, might make noise or distract others. Take this time to get connected to God. Let the craziness of the day drift away and ask God to help you stay focused on the step study tonight. If everyone's ready, we're going to begin the meditation.
Welcome back. We're going to say the fog light prayer, which is up on both screens. God, let your love shine through me like a fog light, so those who are lost, sick, and dying can find your love through me. Amen. There is a solution from the big book, page 17. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. I've asked Beth to read Appendix 2, Spiritual Experience. We read this because the main purpose of the 12 steps is to have one, so it's kind of important to know what one is. Let's please welcome up Beth. My name's Beth. I am an alcoholic. Visiting from Destin. Spiritual experience from the appendix. The terms spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life. That such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God-consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information— which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer. And that's from the big book, pages 567 and 568. Please refrain from disturbing others by talking or constantly getting up and sitting back down. This is a tech-free meeting, so turn your phone on airplane mode or just turn it off. We have Paulette here for her second session, 
And this woman has such an energy and always speaks from the heart. Um, so please welcome up Paulette. Okay, God, we are up. <laughs> uh, I am an alcoholic. I have a home group, and my home group is a one-day-at-a-time group of Alcoholics Anonymous located in Miramar. My home group meets every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. I am sponsored, and I sponsored. To me, that's the difference between work and working. I do have a sober date, and my sober date is January 28, 1995. And my name is Paulette. Last week I wasn't nervous and I'm a little nervous. I'm going to blame Marianne. Um, I was waiting to see her and God brought her this tonight. So thank you. Thank you. Um, we're on second step. So there's a little thing that I like to do that my, one of my sponsors gave me. And it's the set aside prayer. So please indulge me. I will um, say it because it invites God into um, this message of hope. And um, if you're here tonight, um, I am going to talk about God as I understand God. Um, So please don't be discouraged if you're not in that frame of mind or embrace that concept yet. Just keep an open mind and maybe something that God shakes out of me will touch you. And move you to the other level because that's how I remain sober day at a time. He nudges me. Uh, sometimes it hits me with a brick, but you know, it's a day at a time. But I am going to say my prayer because that's how I invite the God of my understanding. I have to tell you, this is going to be about my experience, strength, and hope um, with working the steps and getting the benefits of the principles that I try to live by a day at a time. I am by no means perfect with it. It's a day at a time. Um, but one of the things is that I continue. I don't give up like I used to before I got here. I know I don't throw in the towel. Um, that's not how the God of my understanding works with, in my life today. I am very grateful for this group. Very, very grateful for this group. Because I, like I told you last week, uh, Mike Chase stalked me for months and, and I'm a sticking to it too I don't care what he says He did stalk me um, But little did I know That the God of my understanding Was going to do what he did for me Because I have this commitment um, It was already set up for me To walk into You never know when circumstances changes You've got to be prepared And this program, this design for living that we have been blessed, divinely given, is set us up for life. Under no circumstances should I ever have to reach and do anything disastrous that will hurt me or anyone around me again if I stay in the middle and embrace this way of life. And that's how it works for me. And sometimes things are done in my honor and I don't even know it. And then all of a sudden, I walk into the space that was already created for me. How does that happen? 
how does that happen? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. That's part of my belief system changing. But let's talk about, I'm going to say my prayer. Because um, I, I, I need to. I don't know about you. I'm a praying fool. And um, I, just like to, I just like to talk to God and, um, and ask for his help. It's God as I understand God. And I'm sure you have your own preference of a higher power. Please, for God's sake, don't let your higher power be you. <laughs> because if you're listening to you, you're in deep trouble. Because it's the same thinking that kept me out there for a very long time. So I know that this is, the name of the game is change. You know? And by changing, I got to change this. Recovery starts in my mind. Uh, and so I'm going to do the set aside prayer the way my, my sponsor Dorothy H. gave to me before she passed away and left this hurt. Um, it's a set aside prayer. There are many versions of it, but I like this one better because it speaks to my spirit. And it goes like this, my dear fellow travelers. Dear God, please set aside everything I think I know about myself. This book, my disease, these steps, and especially everything I think I know about you, dear God, so that I may have an open mind and a new experience with all these things. Please help me to see the truth. And that truth is what I'm looking for. And it's perfect for step two. It's perfect. Because you know how I do it. If you have listened to me talk about how I, I do the steps every time that I try my best to work the steps. Because I have not graduated, by the way. Spoiler alert. And um, I read the step as it's written. Because, see, I have a disease that the longer I stay sober, is the more it gets stronger. So I need to be vigilant. So it'll tell me that I need to stick a word in the step because Bill should have put that word in there. <laughs> I like to make stuff up. So I read it every time I'm, I'm, go I'm going to do it because it makes, it gives me structure and it guides me. And I do need that. That's why I listen to what Mike tells me when I get here. I, he puts everything on me or, and, I, and he says, don't do this, don't do that. Follow directions. Now, there was a time, a few 24 hours, that he couldn't have given me directions. I wasn't going to stand for it because nobody tells me what to do. But thank God I kept coming and learned. It's part of the humility process. So step two says, from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, thank God, as Doc says, they wrote it down. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves, could restore us to sanity. And I want to start backwards. I like to break the steps down in piecemeal at a time. Step two talks about piecemeal. But I like to break it down because it's easier for me to digest it and process it. It also gives me an opportunity to sit with it and let it roam into my spirit and allows me to see things that I hadn't seen before, no matter how many times that I have done this, 
Every time I touched the step again, something new. And I said, God damn it, they stuck something else in there that I didn't see. But it's where when, when I grow, I'll see things I've never seen before. It excites me and it makes me want more. So um, this is, um, so bear with me. I want to go backward and I want to start with the word sanity. In the 12 and 12, Bill talks about in the last paragraph of the 12 and 12, Bill says, no alcoholic can ever claim soundness of mind. And the first time I read that, I was kind of ticked at him, even though I knew he was right. But I realize that's what sanity really is, soundness of mind, isn't it? And so I wanted to start there and work my way back through the steps. That's how it works for me. Now, this, remember, it is my experience, strength, and hope. By now, you should be in the book with a sponsor or somebody who has a working knowledge of the 12 steps that can help you go through it. Believe me, you'll be amazed before you're halfway through. Just don't go it alone. So, okay. I, I want to start with um, the sanity. And I made sure I did things a little bit different because this is important to me. As you all know, um, I got sober in the psychiatric institution. Doesn't mean that I'm crazy. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm crazy. So I came to Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, I washed up here. And, um, and I thought about what soundness of mind means to me at the time. Now... In my life, I'm going to give you a snapshot of what my life was prior to coming to you. Just a brief snapshot, because there are many, many instances where I knew. See, I was one of those alcoholics who could function in other areas of my life and made sound judgment and did good things and met my... But when it came to certain aspects of my life, especially when I picked up a drink, all bets were off. There were lots of crazy things that I did. But I did not understand the fact that it's not when I drank I did that it's a crazy thing that was a problem. You see, my recovery taught me and continues to tell me that my mind is where the problem is. See, my mind, when I hold on to an idea... It's locked like a vault. It's, I nurture it. Water it. Sit down with it. Daze with it. Because somehow my mind tells me that this idea is going to change the world. That's the kind of ego I have also. I did not realize it until I, I spent so many times with... In with Dr. Silkwork and the obsession. You see, I have an obsession, an obsessive mind. And an I, obsession is an idea that once it gets into my mind, 
it overshadows any other idea. That means nothing else gets in. So the minute I admitted defeat and surrender in the first step, the 100% step that Bill calls it, a space is left. And that space that is left in my mind has to be filled with something. If it isn't filled with something, something is going to happen. Because I'm an alcoholic that is easily distracted. I told you when I came to Aquarius Anonymous, I was lusting. All you men coming in, you look good. <laughs> and remember, I had one home. And I just said, oh, that's a nice, cool, tall glass drink of water. And my sponsor said to me, wait till he opens his mouth. And I tell you, true story, and I'm telling you this because as soon as I surrender to the disease of alcoholism, I got it. There's a space left, opened up immediately. Something has to replace, get into that space. Two, because first one says change is necessary. I'm in the business of change because the God I have demands change, Right? So, first step, change is necessary. Second step says, willingness to change. I have to change. So, I got to find a solution. Two is the beginning of the solution. That is supposed to get into that space now that I'm open. I'm open now. Step two talks about open mindedness. I'm open. So I got to get some of the good stuff in. But I don't know what's good. Remember I told you I was lost in and some of these people, I heard their stories. I was ashamed of myself afterwards. <laughs> uh, you know, because you don't know better then. You know? And so one of the things that helped me with the sanity part, I had to go into that first. And I, and I often think about it. Is that if change is possible in the second step. I have to think about the truth. And I talked about, I said the truth is in the set-aside prayer. It's no coincidence that it's end with, please God help me to see the truth. Truth is sanity. Seeing it for the first time, the real. Bill talks about what kind of insanity that an alcoholic like me suffers from. Talks about it in this, this is the solution. When he talks about the delusions, the illusions, the lie I tell myself, even in sobriety, by the way, spoiler alert, you are not struck sober, people. You lie in sobriety. You do dishonest things. We do dishonest things. That's one of the things that I learned. And so one of the things when he says... One of the things that I have to learn about this insanity is that it's the lie that we tell ourselves. That we would someday be like other normies. Now, let me tell you how insane I am. Even to this day, I can go into any place. Now, thank you, God. Because as 10 Steps says, 
neutrality. I'm in that place. Where I can go in and people can beside me and having a drink. But it still bothers me when they take two sip and leave it. <laughs> and I have a conversation with myself. Why bother? To this day, that's waste. It's, a, it's called alcohol abuse. And so I think of, that's the kind of, and I'm sober. I don't want to drink. Thank God the obsession has been lifted. But I'm telling you, Bill talks about it when he says, my mind takes control of me. I was obsessed with drinking for a very long time, but this isn't about drinking. See, I have a disease, and that disease says, I can't stop drinking because of my body, and I can't quit drinking because of my mind. Whenever I can see the truth and accept that truth, then I'm powerless. Lack of power is my dilemma. So now I've got to find a power that will help me so that I can have, as Dr. Silkwood tells me in the big book, total abstinent. Whenever I become ill at ease, discontented, irritable, when you don't do what I want you to do, I need to be able to find a power that can get me through this. So that means when I'm telling you this, then recovery has to take place in my mind. Step two is about my mind. Setting me up ready for the rest of these wonderful design steps. Then with the, it's a set of principles. If you fall in love with these principles the way I fall in love with them, we are definitely going to be soaring to a new eyes. Rocket it to the fourth dimension, Bill says. Because it is about preparing my mind so that this power can come in. So I think about this obsession and I said to myself, what is this power, what is this, insa this sanity that I'm seeking? So I have to look at insanity first. And then I go to, and by the way, this is, it's on page, I think you should look up in the book, every, everywhere in our literature is a definition of certain things that we should know. We don't have to make stuff up anymore. We need to read, especially when we get sober, because you don't have nothing better to do but to look, read. He says, on page 37 in More About Alcoholism, Bill says, uh, and he's talking about this when he says, whatever the precise definition, he's talking about in, insanity. Whatever the precise definition of the word may be called, we may call this plain insanity. How can such a lack of proportion of the ability to think straight be called anything else. I lack the ability to think straight. That's what he's talking about. I need a power to help me think straight. My perception of things have been distorted. 
I don't see black when black is there. I see red, green, and purple, and I'll convince you it's black. And get a resentment if you don't say yes. It's the kind of mind that I have. He's talking about, you, he said on the, second, the next line, you may think this is an extreme case, he says. To us, it is not far-fetched. I see a couple of you shaking your head, so we must have been hanging out in the same place. <laughs> we have sometimes reflected. He said, he said, for this kind of thinking has been characteristic for every single one of us. I found my tribe. You are my people. Thank God we weren't hanging out at the same place. Because we think the same way. So he, how does this fits all of us? That's how divine these steps are. They fit all of us. Even though this is an individual adventure. My opening up of my mind to allow a power greater than myself is an individual adventure. Yet you do the same, take that same step, break it down the way you choose, and you will get the same experience that I get. How divine perfectly is that? This is why I say this is divine set up. Oh, by the way, uh, I need to give up uh, an announcement. For those of you who like to pick and choose what step you want to work on, Spoiler alert, it don't work like that. This is not a smorgasbord. It's not a buffet table. You can't go and pick what you want. It is divine, it is designed and set up to work the way it is for you to get the benefit of it. You can't pick four when you haven't done one, two, three. You can't do two if you haven't done one. It's just the way it is. And so, if you have any kind of, because uh, I'm like that, so I know the thinking, remember, we are alike. Those kind of thinking is the lie we tell ourselves. It's an insanity, form of insanity. It has to be smashed. And so, part of those thinking is what I had to surrender and so, Bill says, believing and acting on a lie is a form of insanity. And I know that for real. I know that for, because I know that how I operate. I know it. So, when he says that, I'm, go, I'm down with that. I agree with that. And so, what happens is... I had to look at that insanity. Part of, it, part of it now is to, I want to move a little bit with that, follow me, as because sanity for me now is the ability to see the truth. The truth. To me, it's truth. Soundness of mind. There are lots of people who've got soundness of mind that have a perfectly regular happy life. 
Things go haywire and they don't get bent out of shape. It exists. But for an alcoholic like me, it's going to take a power greater than me to get me to that way. Certainly different. Because I'm unique. I need a little tweak. (laughs) And so what happened is, when he says, what happened is that I have sometimes, he says, we have sometimes reflected. He was talking about Jim. There's a couple of examples Bill gives, and I don't want to read that. I want to leave something for you to go home and read. And, um, and he says, you know, that upon certain consequences, that curious mental phenomenon, he says, that parallels my sound reasoning. <laughs> At least he gave me a compliment. He says I got sound reasoning sometimes. <laughs> and then he says, but what happens, they, those two it happens is that sometimes they're going to happen where something insanely trivial happens. Something. Like a, a, a break, break my, my shoe heel. I mean, because I'm telling you, it don't take much. I don't know about you. Prior to even in early sobriety, I was on edge. I had to watch because you had to be careful how you spoke to me. I was that sensitive. And the old timers just loved me because every time they said something, it was about me. And they hated me. And they just could not, they just wanted to torture me. I'm telling you this because those are things that are insane thinking. I'm all self-absorbed. All about me. And if you are like me, you're insane. Because nobody could be that consumed with you. Except you. And so Bill says, he said, uh, eventually sound reason failed us because nothing gets in. And so what happens? Copper resentment and I go out and get drunk. Thank God I didn't do that. Thank God I didn't do that. Thank God I had a sponsor that told me, keep coming. Because this is something that you need. See, this isn't about drink for me. This is about my thinking, thoughts. You see, every great idea is born out of a thought. Every idea that everybody has. Eventually, some of us will execute it and bring it to life. But it was first born out of an idea. That thought. So I don't, it's not the crazy things that I did when I drank. Where does the insanity start for this alcoholic? Is the thought that I can drink like normal person. It's the thought that starts to tell me that it will be different this time. It's the thought that says that Everything that I have accomplished successfully, I drank and it was the drink that helped me succeed. 
that thought left to its own devices eventually is going to turn into action. So every idea, our thought, is that can form into insanity. That's the insanity. It's not the crazy stuff I used to do after I drank. That's not insane. That's just reacting to my allergy. I have an allergy. When I drink, I do crazy stuff. I might land up in jail or I might land, up, land in, your, um, in your bed and don't know who the hell you are. You know, you never know. You just never know what's going to happen. That's not insane. Is that I entertain the thought before I pick it up and sit with it and run with it and, tell, and rationalize and justify it. It's in that idea. It's that kernel of thought that happens to me. And even today, that's why they tell me, my first sponsor, Philip B., may his soul rest in peace. He told me this earlier on because I had to sit down and get down to causes and condition. He said to me, Paulette, when you get an idea, run it by me. I copped a resentment because he knew the mind was where the trouble was. Second step. And so what happened is, he said, you got to find a power. Now, I wasn't agnostic or atheist. I just didn't have a relationship with God. I had a resentment against God. Now, it says a power greater than yourself, even as agnostic and atheist that I am friends with to this day. I've recovered and stayed sober a day at a time. So when they say a power, higher power, it can't be me. See, this is the mind that kept me out there. How could this mind carry me back to recovery? Do you understand what I'm saying? I need help. But what happened is, not just to simply help. I need special help. I'm a special need child. <laughs> I need it. And, and, and Philip, Philip, and I want to tell you, and I always talk, and I bring the step down to, to the basics for you. Because as I go for it, God's willing, if that's what he wants, then it will build on it. But this is how I got to hold on to this higher power. Because I told you I was resentful against God. I had a resentment. A lot of things I blamed him for. Didn't take responsibility for my thinking. And therefore my action. What happened is. Philip was dying. He had nine months to live. And in those nine months. He could have quietly went home. And just made his 10 o'clock meeting and go to his home and go home. Because he didn't have nothing else to do. And yet Philip reached out to me at a meeting and asked me if I had a sponsor. And I said, no. Another moment where an idea comes in. The space is there. Remember, space is created when we surrender. Every time I surrender anything... A space is there. I must put something in it. And then what happened is, I said, no, 
Philip sponsored me. Now you know by now that I am not an easy chick. Back then, I was a little rough around the edges. I had a mouth that would cut you down. It was not, it didn't discriminate. It's all, all of that facade. Philip happened to be what we call a wino, which means they drank wine on the corner. He also had other issues. Um, but this is singleness of purpose. And, um, and he was perfectly suited for this alcoholic. Perfectly suited. Another moment. There is what my friend, somebody calls it the God shot. You know? Because there are moments in this step where I could not have gotten it if these circumstances or series of events. When it says, find this power. Don't spend time defining this power. Find it because you now know that you are insane. Your thinking is getting you. My mind is out to get me. It's not a, not a, a made up thing. It is real. <laughs> Left by myself. He said, take somebody up there with you. And I would like to do this. And Philip took a hold of me. And walked me through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous before he died. I, I couldn't understand his God. So I asked. What kind of higher power does that? I didn't make it easy for you. I did not make it easy for him. There were times when I wasn't sorry that he... That, that he might be feeling some pain from his medical illness. There were times when I was so full of self and selfishness that I didn't care that he had put off his dinner to help me. That's how selfish and self-centered I am. I didn't think about that. And yet Philip always smiled every time he saw me. So I kind of was curious about his higher power. And that's how old time it gets you. They show you what their higher power looks like. And they charm you into it. And I was resentful that I was being sucked in. Because I didn't like that. Because you came through the back door, you should have told me. I didn't like that. And that's my defense but what I wasn't able to do was see the truth. His higher power made him happy, joyous, and free. And not one day did he sit down and think about dying. Yes, the thought runs across his mind. Just like the thought of a drink runs across our mind ever so often. But he lived every day to be, be of service to an alcoholic like me and others. So that kind of higher power I could get good with. And so I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with this. And he said to me, and the 12 and 12, step two talks about this. It says, the, the newcomer, which I was, he says, the newcomer says, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And the sponsor starts to laugh and he says, 
you don't have to you don't have to do this all at once. You can take this piece meal at a time. What I have come to understand, my dear fellow travelers, is that step two is continuing for me. There are layers of coming that higher power that I have never had before until this year. This past year, that part of step two, a higher power that lifted me up when my husband of 41 years died in August 38. And I never found it necessary to pick up a drink or a mood altering substance. That's two. That power is still lifting me up. So when, you, when I say to you, find a power, and if you have to be sucked in by being envious of somebody else's higher power, feel free to take advantage of it. Because it opened me up. And it filled me with hope. Another principle that I have spiritual in nature that I have never ever. Am I over? Okay. <laughs> I told you I'd rather give him a resentment than he gives me one. So anyway. Uh, that power came through Philip. I believed in his higher power. And it says if you believe... If, I, if you believe that I believe. That's how they used to get you in the early days. And I, I'm deviating from the book because I want you to read it. Because it's really deep to find that. Especially in We the Agnostic. Beautiful piece of literature. That's really good. Especially for those of us who are agnostic and atheists. But for me who have known God but just didn't have a relationship. Came my higher power. And then, then Philip told me something and I had to read it in the book. Because he read a lot. Even though he was blind. It's another thing. Philip had lost his eyesight. So I was his seeing eye dog. Which means we went everywhere together. On his, and he was on my arm. Because he was very vain about walking with a cane. And he never lost the joy of living. Who does that? No human being gives you that. It's got to be a power greater than him. I, had, I saw the evidence of it. I am the beneficiary of that. I stand here on his shoulders. Because when he died, I never thought it necessary to drink. Who does that? Certainly not the power in a, brown, in a bottle. And so what happened is, this, this man gave me a hope that I can have some kind of higher power. And he talks about it in the 12 of 12 about the electricity. And I, and I often mention it because it's the easiest way for some of us to get it. I am not one of those alcoholics who is curious about how electricity works. <laughs> I've never shown interest. As long as I pay FPL, <laughs> flip the strip. I'm good. I'm, okay. But it is a very good analogy. Because if you pay your bill... If you don't pay it, you're in trouble. You're in darkness. But if you pay your bill, you come home and you just flip the switch. Wouldn't you like to have a higher power like that? Huh? And because I am one of those alcoholics who likes to have uniqueness around me, 
I want to be the first to have a higher power so I can flip the switch and said, hello, I'm home. That's the kind of relationship that I'm talking about. In early sobriety, Philip gave me. He had that kind of higher power. He flipped the switch and he showed me what it looks like to flip a switch. And so lead me into the last one I want to talk about. Believe. That's a serious word for a drunk like me. My belief system was screwed up for a long time. Remember I told you about my thinking. They go hand in hand. Once I grab a hold of a belief, you can't shake it. First of all, I can, I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm Jamaican. In case you hear the accent, you're not delusional. <laughs> but it's authentic. He talks about the belief system. He says, you see, the belief system is that it, it is an individual force. That everybody has it. Individual force. That means it is energy. And when you have that kind of energy in your life. And don't even care about what you believe in. You're insane. Because that's damaging. And my belief system had damaged me for a long time. Sometimes when we used to go to old-timers old meeting and they would say, your brain damaged, Paulette. And I was like, what? <laughs> because of the thinking, the way I was acting, took me a long time. I got sober in the rooms. I didn't have the beneficiary of going to rehabs like we do now. I sat in a chair and got sober through the people in Alcoholics Anonymous. That did not, they never left me alone. Another way of looking at how, how higher power works. Step, second step is serious. It is that change is possible. This way of life, this design for living is about change. They used to say change everything. Second step opens you up for change. Are you ready to change? Are you considering that? He would say to me. And I would like, why are you asking me these stupid questions? And he would do exactly that. He would laugh. And I would cop another resentment. Because that's what they do. And so what happened is that. It, 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 with. with with this um, idea of, of changing my belief system, I think about uh, a lighthouse. A lighthouse. I don't know. Some of you youngsters don't know about lighthouse. I, I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm praying for you. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but we are but we, um, seasoned folks. Who appreciate certain things about life. And a lighthouse that always has a steady light on. And those of us who knows how important a lighthouse is. That light shines all the time. You know where it is so you can come home. 
It's, it's like coming to an AA meeting for me. It don't matter where the AA meeting is. It doesn't matter. As soon as I walk into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, no matter where I am, I'm home. I'm home. How is that possible? Change is possible. That light shines. It opens up my mind so that I can change the belief system I came in here with. One little bit at a time. I don't have to do it all at once. The hope is bigger that I can go through it and then through it and through it again. They don't grade me in, a, in Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't get graded. Your sponsor might speak harshly. But the thing is, what happened is my belief system is rooted in the surrendering. I have to open my mind to a different sets of ideas. It's that idea. It's that idea. I got to open my mind that maybe Philip, God of his understanding, there's something to it. Maybe, just maybe, that power that he's, he surrendered to is doing something magical for him. Maybe I too have a shot. It's changing my thinking and I don't even know it's changing it. It's flipping that switch. And so belief system, that believing is huge. Because if I believe that I am surrendered, that I am powerless... I can no longer safely pick up a drink. This is no longer about that for me. And I'm going to end with this. Step one was about the first slab of concrete laid down. Bear. Well, I'm here to tell you I believe that the second step, believing is the cornerstone on that slab of concrete that I laid down on step one. I'm still open to the elements. I'm still vulnerable. But I believe, I believe mental acceptance, a habit into something other than me. I believe that with just the bare concrete building a spiritual home where I and this new power that I'm not so sure about. Are going to live in that this home. We are exposed to the element. And I believe I will be taken care of. Somehow. Somewhere. But I can't tell you yet. Because the evidence hasn't come yet. But I saw it in Philip. I see it in you. I come to meetings and you look marvelous. Miraculous. And it was only two days ago. That you just walked out of jail. How is that possible? This, when step two says, came to believe that a power greater than you, me, can restore us to sanity, soundness of mind, seeing the truth. Take a step on the wild side. It wouldn't be the first time. Thank you.
was great. Let's give her another round of applause. David, come up and do our secretary's report. A little more clapping. Hi, my name is David, and I am your recovered alcoholic secretary. In keeping with the seventh tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, uh, the baskets are now being passed. We also have uh, QR codes in little pockets on the back of some of the chairs. So if you don't have cash, you can uh, scan those and pay through Venmo as well. Oh, okay. Um, and I have asked Tyler to come up and read the recovered statement. everybody. I'm a recovering alcoholic. My name is Tyler. Tyler. I want to uh, thank Ms. Paulette for speaking tonight. That was amazing. Thank you so much for your service. <laughs> this is recovered. We are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered but not cured. That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would, have, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for, for our lifetime. But we have, we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in the mind rather than in the body. Page 23. We are now saying where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. Okay, we read this notice to explain why many people in this group identify as recovered rather than recovering and exactly what it means to be a recovered alcoholic. I was probably supposed to read that first. Um, 1940s big book sponsorship from the forward to the second uh, edition Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt, come to believe, and experience is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics suggest a 75% success rate. Um, is there anybody in the room who needs a sponsor? Okay, if you're too shy to raise your... Oh, okay. Um, at the end of the meeting, if you could come up by the piano, someone can come in uh, and speak to you. Thanks. Okay, uh, can I have a show of hands of recovered alcoholics? Um, so, uh, Broward County Intergroup. Um, this is where you can buy AA-related literature and medallions. Uh, Intergroup is also responsible for creating our where and when and scheduling the AA hotline, stop by, by and visit them. Next. Uh, Broward County Institutions Committee is responsible for bringing meetings into places where people like us can't get out to an AA meeting, such as jails, detoxes, rehabs. Uh, they meet monthly to organize uh, the meeting schedules at the 12-step house. Do we have anybody from BCIC in the room? 
okay, uh, if you're interested, go uh, speak to Peter at the end of the meeting. Um, <clears throat> next. Uh, there are some upcoming uh, volunteer opportunities. Uh, I believe we have flyers at the back of the room for them. Next. Okay. Um, and here are just some of AA's upcoming events. Um, it suggests that there's supposed to be a name and a date. Oh, um, April. Okay. Uh, next. For more on... Yes, okay. For, for more information, it's only my second time doing this, so please be patient. Uh, for more information on these events, flyers are at the back uh, on our literature table. Next, please. And, of course, there's our home group's um, Monday night big book study workshop, where the big book comes alive. Um, please join us for, <laughs> not literally, um, please join us for fellowship at 6.30. Um, the workshop comes, uh, starts at 7.15. Uh, it's a great meeting. It's on the third floor of this building. So, yes. Um, also at the back table, we have CDs, mugs, large print, big books, little red books, and big book dictionaries for sale. Uh, we meet here every Thursday, starting promptly at 7.15, and we ask that you be courteous and ready to begin at the sound of the bells. See you next week. Thanks. Thanks, David. That wasn't bad for your second time. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, we have tonight's session and all past speaker podcasts online for free at alcoholicsandgod.org. There's uh, QR codes also at the literature table that you can scan that'll take you right to the podcasts. Um, I'd like to invite everyone again to our Monday night uh, meeting. And to those who would like to thank Paulette, please line up down the center aisle. Um, we're going to close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who are you?
Revolution. That I have amount to nothing at all. And I am willing to hand over every one of them. Cause they won't profit me anything in the end. On my own, I just can't. Sun, go 
trying On the rain, so stop your singing, baby, and be happy again. Yes, indeed, I'm smiling. Shine, 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 let it shine, 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 let it shine. 
Chase, here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go. See the light. 
lessons when I go to sleep at night and I dream now. song is. God bless. I love you, Mike Chase. Bye. I think you know this one, don't you?
Just won't set me free. Well, clap your hands, you believe me, children. 